Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a special work-at-home edition of The Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from your friends at TV Guide. I'm your Survivor-obsessed host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me today is a uh, slack-jawed yokel from God knows where. Uh, jo- uh, join me in welcoming Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance. Hey, Fox. I know all the nutritional details of peanut butter, so don't you dare. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm glad you're here joining us. So we are, we are together, but we are apart, uh, as, as part of the, uh, the shelter in place, uh, a practice here. Uh, We're doing the social distancing. Yeah. From, from everybody. Um, our, uh, the entire company has gone, uh, work from home, uh, till, uh, till question marks, uh, because no one knows what's going on, um, with the, the whole virus thing that's going on, coronavirus, uh, but that's not going to stop us from talking about a incredible uh, Survivor double boot episode, Lance. It was absolutely. I mean, what can you say? This is this is the stuff of Survivor legends, right here, right? It was wild. I'm still picking my job off the floor and trying to piece everything together, and you know, I'm still emotionally, you know, working through everything. Yeah, it looks like Sandra may be doing the same thing because it took her a while uh-huh. to figure out how bad she got played, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everybody wasn't too happy either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we are obviously going to talk about all this today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sandra going home here, uh, her big move that backfired, and and we'll talk about Denise's move, the, the incredible double idol play. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Parvati and Michelle uh, and their time over on uh, on, on New Sele. Uh, we'll even talk about uh, uh, Yara Gone Wild. Uh, and we're going to do, and we're going to do all that today. Um, but we, I think we got to start with the, uh, the, the big one here, which is Sandra, right? Uh, this is, uh, this is new to call here. And last week we were talking about, uh, worried that everybody kind of has an advantage here except for Tony. So this could go really badly for Tony. Um, but it does not go badly for Tony. Uh, it goes much, much worse for Sandra. I mean, it does go badly for Tony, but yes, worse for Sandra, as she's still trying to figure out what just happened. Yeah. Um, so I, I, Sandra kind of gets caught up in this uh, shot clock immunity idol that she has. And, you know, she's safe here, but she's got an idol, and she can only use it now at this tribal council, and it's burning a hole in her pocket, and she doesn't want to just let it go to waste. Kind of like last season, how Kelly had an idol, and she just didn't want to let it go to waste. Uh, and then she wound up helping the game of the person who voted her out immediately at the next tribal council. Um, it came a little bit sooner for for Sandra here, unfortunately. Uh, she 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 got voted out by her own idol. It looks like, um, but I, I gotta say that Sandra just looked like from the beginning of the season right up until this deal that she made with Denise. She comes across as so cocky and arrogant, and that really looks like it's her downfall here, right? Yeah, I think that was kind of the theme of this episode is you kind of see the people in power just getting way too into themselves and starting to really like the smell of their own stuff. Yeah. 
Um, so by most accounts, Sandra should be fine here, right? It's She's got that three-person majority. It's her, Tony, and Kim, and they all seem like they're on the same page to vote out uh, either, I mean, really, it doesn't matter who, but they, they settle on Denise as, as the target. Um, Tony is into keeping Jeremy because Jeremy's a big target, and Tony wants to keep around the big targets. Um, but Sandra's not so worried about that. I guess she's got a lot of friends on the other side, uh, she says. So uh, she's she's okay with letting Tony go here, and it's really Tony kind of pulls back and, and does the Spy Shack 3.0 thing uh, and disappears for a while and, and makes Sandra nervous a little bit, and I, I guess that's kind of what starts the whole thing in motion, right? Yeah, I think it's that, and I think you're right. She, it was just burning a hole in her pocket, and I think she was kind of freaking out that... She didn't have any fire tokens, which is another theme of this episode is how much fire tokens really impacted the game. I didn't expect it to be this impactful this early, but it, that's what's happening. Just the mystery around it is getting people to start doing crazy things. Yeah, people may be thinking about the merge here and, you know, there's not an awful lot to buy with fire tokens yet if you're in the game. But presumably, you know, they're, they're hoping that there's going to be some kind of sale, maybe a discount or a new menu or something. And these things are going to get much, much more important. Um, so it makes sense that they'd want to have them, but this, this play that Sandra makes here is just, I mean, it's a, it's a head scratcher really. Um, you know, and it's, I think it's a little bit of her own cockiness that kind of like convinces her to make this terrible play. But, uh, so Sandra goes to Denise and I mean, it's, this is after, you know, Denise has asked her, you know, if, if she's open to voting out someone who's not part of old the call and, and Sandra just flat out tells her, you know, we're, we're, we're solid cause we're on the right side of the numbers. And is that the truth you wanted? Like she just shuts it down like 100%. Sandra's not interested in doing anything. And then when she's alone with Denise, she offers Denise the idol for two fire tokens. Um, and Denise is, uh, Denise looks really surprised that she's getting this offer. Um, and comes back to Sandra with a deal, one token now and one token later. Uh, which is a great deal for Denise because it cuts the cost in half because she, she doesn't have to pay that other fire token. But she, but this deal actually incentivizes Denise to screw Sandra over. Like, why is Sa Sandra's making the worst deal possible? And she spent last season just making deals. She should know how to make a deal by now. Yeah, you're just giving her. She's pretty much giving herself the rope right there. It's just why are you doing that? You have to see all the angles of it yeah it looks like a savvy move and you're getting your fire tokens and stuff and that's if she's on your side which she hasn't been on your side all season so why can you assume that she will be then it just didn't make a lot of sense and then denise did the move that you had to do the it was just a completely just cold-blooded move but it's what you had to do you got to tie off any loose ends and that's exactly what she did and props to denise yeah, Den Denise really, and the moment uh, Sandra's making this deal with Denise here, I, I start getting this feeling like, boy, Denise really has to use this thing to get out Sandra. Um, and I think part of it is this tribal council, when we get into the tribal council, and Sandra's like flat out calling Denise like a, a lower tier player that no one's worried about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Denise's starting tribe is going to head into the merge in trouble, right? Like, as far as, like, you're better off wearing red than you were wearing blue when you started the game at this point. Um, but I, I mean, I think the, the thing is here that she's, 
she's got to build some kind of, like, she can't just go into, like, she can make it to the end of the game as part of that minority, but she's got to build some kind of reason for people to want to vote for her at the end. Um, and it looks like no one's looking at her in any kind of serious way. If she just makes it to the end, she made it to the end, and she's that person who gets no votes, and she was there. Uh, I think this right here is her, like, making the biggest move possible in a way to say, like, okay, like, I may not have power in the game, but I did here, and I'm a serious player at this. Um, wh what do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. It was just a huge move, and I, I think playing off of what you're saying, I thought Denise played it really well. She, you know, just had, like, dramatic timing. You know, she just she went first, oh, give me a minute. Everyone's shocked. Oh, give me another minute. Everyone's yeah. shocked. So I think those are the kind of things you have to have a little theatrical sense too for people to really start respecting you, especially when there's so many idols and so many winners in this season. And so I, I think she's squarely on people's radars now. And will that backfire now that, you know, people have to take her seriously? I don't know, but it was just an amazing move and obviously the best move of the season so far. Yeah. Well, that, that is a good question. So let's, I want to spend a little bit more time thinking about that. So where does this put Denise moving forward? Um, I'm a little bit worried that she won the battle here, but she's going to lose the war. Uh, I'm, I'm worried that once you get to the, the merge and you got to figure out how this, this thing is going to split, um, it looks like it's, it might split against her here. Um, you know, I, I, it sounds like, it looks like maybe the, the Yara folks have something going together, Sophie. Uh, and Yule might get back together. I mean, there aren't a lot of odd people out, and she really strikes me as an odd person out, especially now that she's raised her profile significantly. Exactly. I, I agree with you. And then using that second idol, when she's really going to wish she had that. So unless I, she finds another one, burning that second idol is really going to be where it comes back to bite her. Yeah, that's the, that's the one part of the play that I didn't love. Um, and I get why she did it. It's an insurance policy, you know, um, maybe she's getting played. Maybe it was Jeremy this whole time. Um, but I don't know. I, I think as long as it's not you, if Jeremy does go home, I mean, that stinks, but like, I don't know. I think you got to take the swing at it there. Cause you're not going to be in a, you're not going to be in a fantastic position after the move. Um, you're just going to be still in the game. So having that idol could be so crucial. Yeah. I love the shocking aspect of it and the huge blindside and stuff, but you kind of, wonder why we didn't see this maybe they did but why didn't they come together and be like hey i have these an idol hey i have this i can leave and not be voted out thing let's not burn or let's burn these two instead of having her having to use both of those yeah so i kind of wish they kind of talked of it out before she just burned through everything and i do want to say though that her playing the two idols that there is like a benefit to that that almost kind of goes beyond the game and that, and it's, and it's probably got to be like playing in your mind a little bit when this is happening. But if you're really going to go through with this, and Sandra handed you an idol, and you're going to vote her out, and this is like, if it's not a game-winning moment, it's a survivor history moment. Absolutely. And you know, it's going to be on like top ten lists. Like people are going to be making YouTube videos about this. Like it's going to be in the conversation about the biggest survivor mistakes of all time. Uh, biggest idol plays of all time. Like, there are just so many. And just having that on your resume, like, as a Survivor player in general, like, that's so cool. And, yeah, I that, mean, it's... That's... Even if you're not getting a million dollars, like, you're getting that. And that is 
almost as good as like an extra life because like you've got there's no question that like someone who does that you're going to want to see him play survivor again so you might even get another chance to play the game just on the basis of making that play so yeah i think that's I'm, a great point so and good. i think that go ahead sorry no 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 i'm just i, I just say like the moment was just so good it was just such yeah. a great moment yeah and i think for how great the season is, it needs these iconic moments to really become like one of the best seasons ever. And we're definitely on that path. And these are the kind of moments that really do that. And so, like you said, it's just going to be something that we go back to and it's an amazing play and it is potentially a game winning move or at least it gets you on people's radars. And I am just way more interested in Denise's gameplay now than I was before. Oh, I think everyone is like all of a sudden Denise is there playing. Um, and you know, she, she really wasn't a big factor, uh, up until now, um, and it's you know great, great to see, uh, great to see something happening for her. Um, there's some. Yeah, other... one thing I, yeah, one thing I love though, real quick is uh, when she plays the first idol, Sandra's smile, and then when that second idol comes out, how it just completely changes, and she's yeah. like, oh no, what just happened? Something's going on. And it, right? it was just an amazing moment, and I, I definitely felt like I felt like they kind of leaned into Survivor as a whole, leaned into like it turned very game of thrones ish. Like when we got to the first tribal, the music stopped and then you just felt like heads were going to roll. And oh, so yeah. you, this was like something you had to pay attention to. And two very big heads as far as survivor goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, have we ever lost two people this big in an episode? No. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to say that there's anyone that you could lose that's bigger than Sandra and Parvati. It's just, just like they're two survivor legends, one after another. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's heroes versus villains right there. You know, that's, yep. that's, that's what, and they're gone. And, you know, we just lost Rob and Tyson and we basically lost all of heroes versus villains all in one swoop. Um, and that brings me to another point that I think is really good is yeah. what makes Denise's move so legendary is who she did it against. You do that against yeah. somebody that isn't like a huge star. It's still a great move, but to, to do it against the queen and you know, the queen got got like that just elevates it. Yeah. Um, be, before we, uh, before we move on from Sandy here, just a, qu a question. Uh, what, what do you think? Was this the biggest, I, I don't know that I think it's the biggest mistake in Survivor history. What do you bet? What about you? Is it, is it the biggest? No, it's not. I don't think so. I understand. It's I understand big, the though, right? idea. Yeah. It's a, it's a big mistake, <laughs> yeah. obviously, but I understand Sandra's thought process behind it. And she, it's just a big move that didn't work out. Like, like Eric, what was the thought process behind that? There, there was none. So that's where. I feel like it just didn't reach that level of, of bad. Yeah, I mean, definitely not a big, as big of a mistake as JT blindly giving an idol to uh, Russell. Exactly. Prince. So that's yep. that's a little bit worse there. So Yeah, uh, this was like, this had like that. shades of JT, but yeah. it wasn't as bad. Yeah. Um, I want to give a, I want to give a little shout out at this tribal council, by the way, to Kim, um, who she has an idol uh, that she could play here. And if you know it's not Denise and you know it's not Jeremy, like... She's she's rolling the dice there that she's the smallest target of the three and it works out for her. But like, I gotta say, like, I think a lesser player could be very much tempted into playing her idol there. Yeah, I th I didn't even think about that, but definitely a smart move. And I think she's just playing the odds with that that she's just gonna fly under the radar at that point. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about? Uh, well, I guess we. What do you think about Tony moving forward here? Um, I, I'm I'm really worried about Tony. I am highly, highly worried about Tony. He just goes into freakout mode for no reason. It's kind of like it's kind of like us in quarantine. We're getting a little stir crazy and start <laughs> doing weird, crazy things. I yeah. feel like that's him right now. Yeah, um, uh, he Sanders. 
I mean, I guess Sandra is not as big of an ally as, as you might think if, if he's trying to vote him out here. But, uh, you know, he's losing friends. Um, and, uh, you know, his, he's got Sarah over on the other tribe, but she's now got someone else that she can work with. Um, he's a big target, and he's, he's been really smart all game long about uh, wanting to keep these large targets in the game. He hasn't really been able to keep them in the game, unfortunately. Um, and now he's the one that's left, and that's a big problem for him. Um, that's a great point. Tony went up, or Tony, Tyson, they were all talking about how we got to keep the big threats around. And they were right, because it's been boom, 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 everyone that they said, and the big threats are gone. Yeah, and, and Denise said, you know, there other people are threatening for different reasons, but, like, in that, like, cannot miss this person as a huge threat, it, it's like Tony. Like, Tony is out there, and yeah, that, that's trouble. That's trouble. Um, and, and it's it, just... Yeah, I just don't understand his thought process, like the spy shack and everything like him and Wendell. It was just a very confusing episode for both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let's uh, let's get into the uh, let's get into talking about Wendell, because we have an entirely separate tribal council to get into uh, the one over at New Sele, uh And we're going to do that right after this. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop, make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. Okay, Lance. Uh, so we are back, and as promised, uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the uh, we'll say less interesting of the two uh, tribal councils, but still, uh, still a, a, a very, uh, a very sad outcome for everybody here. Uh, can you imagine that? Can you imagine saying before the season that uh, poverty being voted out is like one of the like lesser tribal councils and stuff? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it is crazy, but in the same, on the same token, uh, this has kind of been something that Survivor has been choreographing for us for the last couple of weeks. Um, once that uh, tribe swap happened, uh, you know, we got a look on Parvati's face that just said, oh, she knows she's in trouble. Um, her and Michelle had that conversation last week about how alone they are, it really bonds them close together. And I gotta say, like, this is a, uh, this is a, a new, a favorite pairing of mine, uh, Parvati and Michelle. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, tribe swaps uh, make strange friends sometimes, but That's I don't right. know that these are strange friends. They, they really seem to be uh, kind of like peas in the pod here. Yeah, they do. Um, and two people who do not have quite as good of a relationship would be uh, Michelle and Wendell. Um, and apparently uh -huh. we, we come back to that. A lot of, uh, a lot of what happens here on New Sele involves that drama. Um, and, uh, and, and Wendell really causing a lot of this drama on his own. Um, and, uh, I guess my first question for you, Lance, is what the hell is Wendell doing? Honestly, I have no idea. Like <laughs> ever since Michelle got on his tribe, we've just seen a completely different Wendell. He's, he's always been a confident guy, but it's getting to an arrogance part of it where it's just an overconfidence yeah. and I just don't get it like the way he's talking to people I just didn't expect Wendell to be the villain of the season I guess I think it's I think having Michelle there has really knocked him off his game and I, I think that's that's got to be a big part of it um you know obviously obviously we don't have a lot to go on uh prior to them being on the same time together because 
you know, Wendell wasn't a huge factor in a lot of the early conversations um, that we had in the season. But, like, I mean, it just looks like there's something about, like, he just has so many, so much trouble interacting with her. Um, and, you know, maybe they can excuse it by saying, you know, they had, they've been through some life together. Um, but even if they've been through some life together, it's just, it's, I don't know, man. Like, he's, he's telling people that he's going to stab them in the front and, which is whatever. But then he also makes this deal or tries to make this deal with Parvati. I mean, it's a bogus deal. Parvati knows that it's, it's not for real, I guess, because she can tell that he doesn't trust her, but he makes this deal with her that she'll vote however she wants in the vote if she just gives him two fire tokens. Um, and he makes that deal again in public, like right out there in tribal council in front of everybody. Like, I don't, it's, I don't understand that. I don't it understand makes, it. It makes absolutely no sense. It's just sloppy gameplay. And I thought this is where last week when we were kind of ranking everything, this is where I thought Wendell really had some trouble and stuff is this is where he could have got God. And they, they hint at it with Nick and everything. Yeah. And I think they made the right choice, obviously just to keep the numbers and stuff. But I feel like Wendell's just in such big trouble. Like how... If you're Yule or Nick, how can you trust him after this? Right. Not even like it. He's saying he's going to stab you in the front and the back. He's just coming around like nothing matters. Like he's just can walk on water, and he's making these trying to make these deals in public in front of everybody. It's just like, what are you doing? I just it doesn't make any sense for a guy that I really enjoyed his season and him as a winner and stuff. It's just weird to see. Yeah, no sense, no sense, and it's just it's such a. I mean, it's just a, it's a terrible, it's a terrible deal. And it's just, I, I don't know. Like, what does he hope to get from that? Like best case scenario, what do you hope to get from that? Like you get Parvati's two tokens and then they screw her over at tribal. Like, where does that put you? That puts you as the guy who just got a bunch of tokens and also was shown to immediately break your word. Like, what does he want to get from that? It, it makes no sense. It makes no exactly. sense. Exactly. The only thing I can say for him was he was smart enough not to throw out a name when Parvati was trying to oh, yeah, yeah. get him to walk into that trap and everything. Right. But I think part of it is that, you know, he had no intention of, you know, following exactly. through with that, which yep. makes it just all the more questionable. Like if you're not going to go through with it, why even bring it up? Like just to have fun? Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they need something better to do. Uh, yeah. It was weird. And then good, good on Parvati. She's did what she could, you know, she, she got unlucky with the idol nullifier yeah. because no one had the idol and everything. I thought right. that would have been fun to come into play, but she just, she tried everything she could. She, I thought she did a really good job of almost flipping Nick, mm. but it just, it was too much against her. Yeah. Nick is the swing boat here. Um, but in all real, in all actuality, he's not really a swing boat. He's not going to swing. Uh, but he is that person who would swing if you're, you know, if you had to swing one of them, um, because he does have that distrust there of Wendell. Um, and it does seem like this probably does some damage with his and Wendell's relationship, um, you know, which could cause some problems down the line. Um, yeah, but, if I'm if I'm Yule and Nick, I feel like this just uh, solidifies our partnership even more. And yeah. then say next week that they lose, like, could Michelle join them and they still would have the numbers two to one if they got rid of Wendell, it's just something to, to think about. Sure. And I think that's also something you really do have to keep at the back of your mind that you're worried about there that, yeah, you are this three person group, but at the same time, one person in that group has such a deep and intense 
real-life relationship with the person who's on the outs, um, which really does theoretically give Wendell a lot of power in the game. Uh, it seems like he completely and totally blows it. Like he, yeah. his relationship with her is, is is like a dumpster fire at this point. Um, but I mean, maybe that's the I don't know, man. I don't know. It's Wendell's game is a disaster right here. I know, and it's for a guy who didn't make a lot of mistakes in his previous season and stuff. It's just weird to see. But yeah, like we said, it, it's really just Michelle kind of just getting in his head. She's just living there rent free. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's unfortunate that the Parvati couldn't really do anything here, but you know, that's uh, her and her and Michelle really kind of go into the saying. You know, we we know we really can't do anything here, and it's you know she got that idol nullifier, but it's that one's probably my least favorite of the survivor advantages, mm-hmm. uh, just because it is something that empowers the majority. Um, it's useless if you're in the numerical minority. Um, and I think it's more interesting when you make the minority stronger and it's less interesting when you make the majority stronger. Um, cause it kind of shuts down a lot of gameplay, but you know, uh, I, I guess it looks like she goes out of the game with the, uh, idle nullifier in her pocket. So, you know, goodbye there. Um, although, you know, you never know, there could be, uh, she could have slipped it off to Michelle before going home. It, it looked pretty clear that it was going to be Parvati. So. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, she does get some fire tokens out of it though. So it's good to, good to have friends out there. Yeah. She was trying to play both sides and it seemed to work out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I guess, uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about the, uh, the tokens and, and all that in a, in a little bit, but. Um, before we, before we move on there, uh, I just want to talk real quick about the Yara tribe, um, because we, we really don't get a lot of them. They're very fortunate here to win this immunity challenge and not have to go to tribal. Um, I, I actually think that's going to be huge for all of their games, uh, here. Um, but, uh, I guess, uh, the Wicked Witch, Boston Rob is dead. So, you know, it's a, it's a big, big party at the beach. Um, and we get a, we get some information here that apparently in this new four person group, uh, ben is getting very close to Sophie and Sarah, and uh, Adam feels very cornered here socially. And uh, I think this is exactly what we were talking about last week about you know a problem that uh, you know Adam uh, might have in the future uh, in getting rid of Boston Rob, where it's like that's I mean you can't trust him, but he's you don't have a lot of other people out there you can trust more. You had the numbers three to two, and you gave it up, Adam. For a guy that is such a fan of the game and so smart, had to have seen this coming. And yeah. what's what I found really funny is he kind of sounds like the jealous boyfriend. He's like, Ben doesn't even look at me anymore. He's <laughs> hanging out with everybody else and stuff. And it, it was just really funny. And uh, one sneaky quote is uh, Ben says he likes good people and Sophie and Sarah are good people. So I guess Adam is not a good person. Well, um, you know, Adam's a flip-flopper and Adam can't be trusted. Adam goes and tells the plan to Boston Rob. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why Adam would uh, Rob wouldn't, or uh, pardon me, Ben wouldn't want to trust Adam. Um, yeah, Ben's in a real interesting spot and this just solidifies how strong of a spot Sophie's in. Like, she, she hasn't had a misstep and she just seems everywhere she goes to be in a really good spot, but also not on people's radars. Yeah, yeah, she is, uh, I mean, we keep talking about what a fantastic spot she's in, and I mean, certainly no change here, uh, you know, she um, get, moves to tribal councils down the line without having any problem here, um, plus the fact that they don't have to go to tribal council uh, really does kind of give them uh, kind of like that fiction that Ewell was talking about uh, a while ago about them all being one happy family um, that can actually work together at the merge, 
now because they didn't have to go through that vote um, where they split two to two or three That's against right. one. Um, so, you know, there's, there's some benefit there. Um, but Ben, I want to say Ben is in a lot better position now than I really thought he would be, especially going into the merge. Um, yeah, it just feels like he even said it, like once we got rid of Boston Rob, it kind of opened him up. Boston Rob was just in his head and he was screwing at pretty much everything he did, every step he made and stuff. So I think he just feels free. You know, it's like breaking up with a, a girlfriend or boyfriend or something. And you're like, ah, I'm single again. I can go out and talk to people. It's just nice. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so that's their, uh, the new Yara power thruple, um, with, uh, with Adam on the outside. Uh, poor Adam. Uh, but you know, maybe, uh, maybe they can get down the road. Um, I, I, good question here is that, you know, we saw the, uh, we saw the, here's what's coming in the next episode and absolutely nothing about emerge and absolutely nothing about, uh, edge of extinction. So getting back in the game. So I feel like we're two weeks away from that. I feel like next week, cause we'll get down to 11 and then I think that's when we have the merge and potentially someone coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause you know, we, if we're at 12 now, uh, 12 people in the game, uh, oftentimes you merge with 13 people. So it would make sense for that merge to be the next episode. Cause you've got to add one with edge of extinction. Um, but yeah, we're, it looks like maybe not, maybe we'll go in with 12 or even 11. Um, yeah, that's is, what I'm thinking. Which is interesting because a big point of, uh, you know, Jeremy, uh, not to go back to old Sele or the new Sele, pardon me, but part of Jeremy's, uh, or, or no, pardon me, it's uh, uh, new to call. Jeremy's on new to call. Um, part of his selling point there was that he can help them win challenges moving forward. And that's a real, that's a, I don't know that that's a great selling point here when we are like knocking on the door of the merge, but hey, if he's right, he's right. And maybe he will come in handy. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, I mean, of physical threats, he's got to be up there, right? He's yeah. probably the most physical threat left. Yeah, big... Uh, so he's got a big target on himself, but that's why he's got that advantage where he can get out of there and maybe he just reappears right at the merge. Yeah, real gutsy move on his part, by the way, on uh, just just sitting through that tribal council. Um, you know, yeah. Because the easy move could just be to, you know, go home and yep. you're, you're safe. But, you know, sticks it out and he's got something in his pocket and... Uh, Denise doesn't, so hey, he he did he did pretty well. That's uh, right. It, that it was a big onions move, unless he knew Denise was going to play that second idol, and the way he was at, unless he's a very good actor, didn't seem like he knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, do we uh, do you have uh, do you have anything you want to say about this uh, this immunity challenge here? Because uh, I, I have a I have a couple notes here, and they have nothing to do with the actual gameplay. Um, they're, uh, they're all about Wendell. There wasn't much. Uh, I had a couple things. So I, I thought it was really interesting that everyone was like, ooh, when Rob was voted out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's going to happen. Um, yeah. the, I think a lot of people were very disappointed that it happened so soon um, because that is a very that is a super easy vote at the merge. Yeah. Um, but I think that just shows how respected he is and how much of a legend he is, too. He's, we've seen other legends, obviously, winners get voted out and stuff, but no one ever has that kind of reaction. So. Yeah, it's more like a feather in his cap kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, what else? I'm going to miss the Sandra sit-out bench. Yeah, yeah. Sandra, I mean, solidifies her record here by sitting out again. Um, she has sat out more than any other Survivor player. Um, yeah. le legend. Queen stays queen, yeah. at least in that regard. Queen of sitting right. out. Um, but uh, what else? Uh, Sophie's not only intelligent, she's also clairvoyant. She knew the peanut butter, the peanut butter and was jelly. coming. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And then... Uh, 
I guess talking about the actual challenge, some of these people are like way too good at stabbing this rice bag. It was kind of terrifying. <laughs> like Ben was just going at it and like Yule was like taking his time. It was like Yule, you know, kind of made me trust Yule a little bit more. He's not so aggressive as ben a stab. Is, ben is good at stabbing. That is for sure. That yeah. is for sure. Um, this is this is what we have for sports now, Lance. I know this. It felt good to get back to that. I, I was yeah. like, oh, this is like my March Madness, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, should we talk about Wendell? I, I thought, yes. Let's let's. I talk thought about him Wendell. getting cocky, him getting cocky, yeah, and doing talking to Probst and then losing that obviously cost them the whole challenge in Doom Parvati. Yeah. You, first, you you don't wanna, like you don't want to talk smack to Jeff Probst because yeah. if if you land it and you make him look like a fool. They're not going to show it on TV. And <laughs> if you're the one who looks like a fool, they're definitely going to show it on TV. Because Jeff is <laughs> Jeff has the veto power over that. Come on. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, <laughs> so, question that I already know the answer to. Yeah. Did Wendell throw the comp, show a be all cocky and throw it like that just to get Parvati out? I don't think so. No. I don't think so either. I don't, I don't think but so. But I had either. to ask. No, I, yeah, you got to You got to go for it. But I mean, right. Even with the uh, even at the beginning where uh, Wendell's throwing the uh, the immunity idol and Jeff makes like a big deal, like, oh, whoa, you're going to throw that thing. It's like such a non it feels like such a non event. Like, why are you showing that? Uh, unless you just want to sh- just want to get at Wendell a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. So, I, but I mean, the he, had kind of get that, him, you know? he kind of had it coming in the, uh, yeah. I mean, he, it, he's not playing the most humble game here. So, yep. you know, you, you can't be, you can't be too surprised with that. Exactly. Um, going to get right. the villain at it. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. So we've got, uh, so we've still got some more here to talk about. Um, we've got uh, the Edge of Extinction, uh, a whole bunch of shifting tokens. And I mean, it's a big token episode. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm very curious if Lance learned anything, and we're going to find out the answers to all of that right after this. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. All right, Lance. Uh, so we are back, and uh, once again, we have another Survivor Business Report: Markets in Turmoil. Um, so, uh, yeah, things have uh, things have been getting uh, pretty 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 crazy here in the uh, in both the real world and the Survivor world, where. Um, it, turn, it turns out that the simplest of things, a jar of peanut butter, uh, could be worth spending your entire life savings on. Um, so uh, we've uh, we got a, a, the edge of extinction. We were back uh, after a week hiatus. Um, and uh, it turns out that uh, Tyson winds up being in the right place at the right time. Uh, you know, it's one of those uh, simple little idle clues and, and Tyson figures out the little trick behind it and gets his first token and decides, uh, well, I, I mean, I guess he finds the idol nullifier, and his call is like, I gotta sell it to somebody. The person I'm selling it to is the person most likely to buy it, and he chooses Parvati. Uh, first of all, what do you think of that choice? I mean, obviously it works out for him, but like, was that the best choice for him? Uh, I, I didn't mind it. I, I think uh, you really just have to figure out who would want to buy that, and 
Harvard being like no brainer yeah. makes it a good choice, I think. Yeah, I think part of it is because, you know, you got to figure who's going to have the tokens. And on that side, Parvati's alliance has kind of gotten decimated. You got to figure that she's probably inherited one or two along the lines uh, from somebody. Um, so um, it seems like a good it seems like a good guess. You know, you got to go for someone who's got the uh, the tokens and, you know, yeah, you give give her any advantage and, and she'll take it. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I think he saw that Rob was on there uh, on Edge of Extinction, and Ethan's there, and so she didn't really have anybody. So she's probably more desperate to to have something too. Yeah, uh, but I think the biggest question about this is so uh, obviously she buys the idol and he gets a fire token, and uh, he's got a decision to make here. And he says that you know if he if he spends three tokens on the idol and he never gets back in the game, uh, he would look the fool, and he is no fool. Um, and I, I, first of all, I love Tyson. Like Tyson's so fantastic in these, uh, uh, Tyson's amazing. He yeah. also said the word tinkle. <laughs> yes. He's a, he's, he's got some good turn of phrases. He's a good phrase turner. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've said like, he seems like someone would be very difficult to play with when he is in the game, uh, just because he is so smart. Uh, you know, he is both sneaky and hilarious, um, which is, you know, he's found a caper and that's, he's, he's going to have his capers from now on. Um, but he makes this, this decision to, instead of buying an advantage in the game, he buys a big old jar of peanut butter. Uh, so Lance, what do you think about that? Did Tyson make a right, the right move here to buy a gigantic jar of peanut butter? So I don't hate it. Like, obviously I, I just thought it was interesting that he's, He's like, oh, I don't want to buy the immunity idol because that's three. But he didn't even mention or they skipped over that he could buy an advantage for right, one right. And over the peanut butter and stuff. But it has its advantages, too. So I think he just thought that this is a bigger advantage than getting one of three advantages as part of it. So I don't honestly, I don't hate the decision. Yeah, um, I think it's, uh, you know, it's I don't know that it's the, the decision that I would have made. Uh, especially not having any information about the peanut butter that you're going to get. Like, how big is this mm. thing? Like, what do you get? Yeah. Um, but once I saw it, like, he got a very large jar. And I don't hate it. I really don't hate that move. Um, because he is... I love that he didn't share it either. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's pointless to buy it and then share it. Like, you can't exactly. share it. Like, that's the... Like, it's not an advantage if you share it. Uh, it's a disadvantage. Um, so... I, uh, I I went to a little bit of a humble brag, but I, I do have a jar of peanut butter here. Um, Ooh, that is a humble brag. I, I purchased it maybe four times. Is um, it smooth or crunchy? It is. Uh, I do like the uh, crunchy. I do a crunchy Ugh. unsalted uh, because I do not like the salt in there. Um, I eat it straight from the jar. I love that stuff. Um, so I, but just like Chyson, uh, he has to eat it from the jar as well. Uh, I do not use a shell. I use a spoon. But uh, you know, you got to you got to use what you got when you're on the island. Another humble brag. Yeah, yeah, I have spoons as well. Um, so I just looked at the back of a, because Tyson does some talking about the nutrition of peanut butter. And I think we talked a little bit about this uh, previously, but I did look in the back. And the jar that I have, it's a, it's a pound jar, like 16 ounces of peanut butter. And it's 2,660 calories. And I don't know how many ounces Tyson got, but I kind of like judged how big the jar was like in his hand and how small the jar is in my hand, like when I'm holding this thing. So he's got a, he's at least got twice as much as, like at least two pounds there. So that's more than 5,000 calories. That's 
200 plus grams of protein, that's that's almost enough for a week. I mean, it's it's not like start like it's it's still like you're not eating well, but like that's enough to definitely get by. Like he's going to be doing I mean, when all you're eating is rice and stuff, yeah, that's like a, an amazing boon for him and stuff. And it'll be interesting how much he rations it out and everything. You probably his stomach shrunk so he probably gets uh full faster and everything, but I mean, if he starts putting on some weight while everyone's losing weight, I think people might get a little mysterious or uh, a little uh, <laughs> cautious of him. Yeah, yeah, po- possibly. Uh, although he is, uh, I mean, he does have that very, you know, lanky kind of frame to him. So, yeah. you know, I, I, it's, I, I doubt he's going to put on a lot of weight there, you know. No, he's uh, not going to put on anything. <laughs> but, you know, just I, I think you probably want to front load that uh, because I think it's going to be hard to bring off uh, the edge of extinction if you do get back in the game. Um, plus the main benefit I think is going to be that first get back in the game challenge. Um, so, you know, I, I think you want to maybe double portions for the first couple days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely we, carb uh, load right before, you know, cause you're, you're almost at that merge and you know, once you get to the merge and if you're still there, all right, you slow it down a little bit, but I, I think you save it for when you need it. When you need it, it's right before you do that challenge. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, definitely just have like globs of it and throw it in your mouth. And while you're walking or taking the boat to wherever the challenge is, just keep eating it. Like have like a little bit stored in like your cheek and everything. (laughs) That's good. It's good strategy. Um, yeah. So, uh, we'll see how that turns out. Like, I mean, if he doesn't get back in the game, you got to realize that it's a real low shot. And anyway, uh, at least he's got some peanut butter. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's a, it's a feel good in the moment thing. And, for sure, it looks like he was loving that peanut butter. So, I mean, that had to have been like the greatest thing he's ever tasted. So I don't blame him. <laughs> totally worth it, right? Okay. It looked like pretty good peanut butter, not like the store bought kind. It looked like some maybe organic. You yeah, never know, like, like a Trader they, Joe's kind of thing. Yeah, or maybe they got like a peanut crushing machine there at Ponderosa that they uh, mm-hmm. they go through. Who knows what uh, Jeff requires? Fancy, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, I want to talk about, uh, just go through the, uh, the list of, uh, who's, who's our, who are, who's rich and who's not here. Uh, go through the fire tokens list. Cause we had a few, uh, the few transactions that we had, we talked about the Tyson and Parvati, uh, back and forth. So, uh, Parvati had four tokens. Uh, she bought the idol of nullifier for one. That token went to Tyson who then bought peanut butter with it. So that token's out of the game. Uh, but Parvati's other three tokens, the ones that she uh, accumulated throughout the game, uh, those are now going to Michelle. Uh, and Michelle is tied with Natalie for four tokens um, as the richest people on the island in Fiji. Um, so congratulations to them. Uh, we've got um, two people now have two tokens each, and that's Yule, who picks up a token from Sandra here. Um, Sandra bequeaths it. And uh, Nick, who thought that got... was an interesting choice. Yeah, right. What uh, What do you think about that? Uh, I don't really have any too many. Th- I'm glad Yule got it. I like Yule, so I'm happy that she did that. But I don't really. I guess she just didn't really feel like she could trust anybody, or I'm not really sure her thought process behind it. But I'm very happy that Yule, you know, is getting richer. I mean, it's probably the person she trusts the most in the game, or trusts the most outside the game. Perhaps like they are both. Yeah winners from an early era you know they both played around the same time you know i'm sure that they've talked with each other maybe maybe that's one of our people on the other side right um they were yeah. working together um so you know it's interesting there I, i'm not surprised it doesn't go to tony so no <laughs> um, i thought kim i thought kim might get it but 
yeah, I guess Yule does make sense at that at that stage. Yeah, maybe. I mean, when Sandra when Sandra made her gangster move there, and you know, handed handed Denise the gun, and then scolded her on how to use the gun. Um, <laughs> you know, she she mentioned like use it however you want, but not on me or Kim. Exactly. So, uh, she did want to keep Kim safe, uh, but she is- also wasn't trusting Kim enough to get her in the plan either. Right. Because she was. They were talking about cookies and cream. When Kim walked up. That's right. That's right. And cupcakes. And cupcakes. Right. That, uh, yep. Um, I'm sure they'd spend their to- fire tokens on those, right? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you and Nick have two tokens each. Um, and then we've got a bunch of people who have one token. Um, uh, Wendell, Adam, Ben, uh, and Sophie, they all have one token, the one that they started out the game with. Uh, Denise drops back down to one token. Um, because she spent one uh, half off sale for the uh, for Sandra's idol, um, so she lost the one, but she kept the one. Um, Jeremy uh, has one token, uh, but she, he also has the safety without power advantage that he still can use. Uh, so he had two, but he spent one, and now he's got one. Uh, Kim still has her initial token, uh, but she also has an immunity idol. Remember, um, God, this is so complex. Uh, Tony, Tony has a token. Um, and then, uh, over on the edge of extinction, uh, Danny and Bernita also have tokens. Um, there are, there are a bunch of people with zero tokens. Uh, Sarah in the game has, is the only person in the game without a token. Uh, but she does have that steal vote advantage, uh, that she can use. Um, and the most recent, uh, rivals to edge of extinction, uh, Parvati, Sandra, Boston, Rob, and Tyson, they all have no tokens. Although Tyson does have a big old jar of peanut butter. Um, which is is worth more than all the fire tokens on the island, right? So, do you have like a spreadsheet with all this, or no? I <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty much every every week. I I write down each and every name, and then I I figure out where they went from last week. It's uh, it's uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. But that, it's good that they. I mean, it's. They show you at the bottom of the screen whenever they have the uh, confessional, like, "Hey, here's Parvi, but three fire tokens." So you know, it's you can at least follow along that way when they're on the on the screen. If it's important, I'll let you know. But that's where it stands now. Michelle and Natalie, four tokens, richest people in, in Survivor world, trillionaires, Survivor trillionaires indeed. Um, but Michelle's, uh, but pardon me, Natalie's got better better deals on her her side of the island. Um, all right. <laughs> so uh so that's your uh, that's your survivor business report um uh, ha- hang hang in there folks uh the markets markets only gonna get crazier once the merge gets here um all right so uh lance um i I'm, before we uh before we get out of here and get going um every week i like to check in and see if you actually learned anything by watching this episode of survivor and uh did you I learned a couple things. Okay, which, not what as, do you got? Not as many things as I usually learn, oh. because you know the world's crazy, and yeah. I've learned a lot about other things. Yeah, too but, focused uh, on just like being able to feed yourself. I understand. Yeah, I learned that social distancing, kind of tough. Yeah, yeah. It's, but also kind of fun. It's tough both in real life and in Survivor. Uh, a little bit of Tony may have distanced himself a little too too far socially in his uh, in his spy shack. But... Yeah. That was that was extreme social distancing at, at that point. Yeah. But here's what I learned. The first thing I learned, I didn't expect Wendell to be the villain this season, and it's kind of shocking me and throwing me off, but yeah. I'm also 
kind of liking it. I need you gotta have some people to, to root against and stuff. And everyone is so likable that I'm not too mad about rooting against Wendell at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that kind of goes into the uh, the first thing that I learned here, uh, and that's that uh, Survivor has definitely taken sides in this relationship breakup. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like I, I you know, when, when whenever you have friends and they break up, you know, you kind of you get pulled to one side or the other. Like they're totally team Michelle here. Uh, Absolutely. And there's no question. Uh, I feel like we've gotten to her side of the uh, uh, of things, and and we haven't really gotten his side of things. And uh, you know, it, it's just it, it is what it is. But uh, apparently, uh, you know, they 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 kicked it. They had some life together. And now they, it doesn't look like they can work together after the merge, which I think is hilarious and awesome uh, because it is not my relationship. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's, it's, I do want to hear his side of the story, then I want to hear the actual side because there's three sides to every <laughs> That's story. Right. So. That's right. Uh, what else did I learn? I learned that if you're an old school player, that's not good. You are in big trouble if you're still around because mm. the old school players are just getting shipped off to Edge of Extinction. Yeah, um, boy, it was uh, it was something that you know they they had their eye out uh, on Sele early on that they needed to stick together and they did not. Um, they did the opposite, and it seems like every every chance they get to work against each other, they do, um, which is unfortunate, and that's why they're not in the game. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, okay, so I I will uh, I'll take one more here. Um, something I learned um, is that when you uh, when you're playing the game for a second or a third or however whatever time this is for all these players out there, you really need your your game to evolve. And uh, last week uh, we saw Boston Rob's game didn't really evolve. You know he went back to his old tricks and and in this episode Tony really falls in the same trap here where he kind of reverts back to his old tricks. And the problem is everybody knows your old tricks. And he spent a whole bunch of time out of conversations and everybody knew why. Uh, Sandra brought up that he's probably hiding in a spy shack. And they brought up that, oh, we probably shouldn't talk here because Tony's probably hiding around here listening. Like it's, everybody knows his, everybody knows his tricks. And you just got to come out with something a little bit different. And, you know, that's, I feel like that's how Sarah won the game. Uh, when she came back out for Game Changers, you know, she played in a completely and totally different way. And you just got to, you got to keep them guessing. You can't be, you can't just be predictable. Because uh, it, it, you just, I don't know, man. It's, it, you got to yeah, evolve. You, you, uh, you took one of mine because you can't, go back to your old tricks like you said you have to yeah. evolve and stuff and even especially when people are calling it out by name like uh what was it buddy system on steroids and mm -hmm. now like like sandra just knew like hey we can't talk here oh there was a spy shack like you can't go back to your old tricks it just doesn't work especially because these are players on, an, on another level and because everyone's already seen this they already know yeah um okay what else you got uh, here my last thing, I okay. just I learned that uh, Edge of Extinction just got a lot more fun. I, <laughs> when you Parvati and Sandra added to an already really fun group of people, like that's fun. I want to see that, but I still want to see Survivor more. So give us the darn thirty minute or an hour Edge of Extinction. But it got a lot yeah. more fun now. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's got to be. Uh, I mean, it's a a party over there, I guess. Uh, it's a sad party. It's an introspective party, and it's a party with a lot of log carrying. But, uh, I mean, it, uh, yeah, Rob and Amber are there, and Tyson's there, and 
uh, Parvi and uh, Sandra's there. Uh, just that's uh, so cool. And yet Natalie's uh, Natalie is in the best shape of them all, and I kind of yep. love that. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that evolves. But um, yeah, um, the only other thing that I have uh, here that I learned um, is that I really love the sh- these shot clock idols. Um, the the idols yeah. that only last for a couple tribal councils. Um, I think that they have resulted in some of the most interesting plays uh, in recent history in Survivor, uh, some of the most questionable ones as well. But I think that's what makes them so compelling. Um, it's, it's, you know, you're just giving something, someone a weapon that they can only use in, in one week or two weeks, and everyone's in such a, they want to make that big move, or they want to further their game with it somehow. And, you know, it's... Sometimes the best move is to not play it, but that is such an unsexy, unappealing move to make. Like, who's going to make that move? Like, you got to do... No one's going to even know you had it, you know? You, you don't want to just show up like Dean at the final tribal council with a bunch of necklaces you didn't need and didn't use. Like, apparently that's not, that's not respectable, so... Um, but more of these. That's, that's what I've learned. I want more of these. Uh, this, this, I think this is something that we should be... Uh, holding in the game, like uh, even more so than regular immunity idols. Like, I mean, I'm 100 percent with you. Even if all I immunity think, idols had this shot clock, I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I love putting an end date on stuff, like just having a ticking clock and everything. Like, like if you think of it as like a t- like TV shows, the beginnings are usually pretty great, but when there's no end game in sight and you're just going through the middle of a TV show, it's not great. But once you say like this show's ending in two seasons, you have the end game in sight. Yeah. It's a lot more interesting. Yeah. So I think I, I completely agree with you. And it, I love putting the pressure on people and it makes people do creative and or stupid things. Like say what you want about Sandra's play and it not working. It was at least creative. And yeah. I understand a lot of the thinking behind it. And that adds another layer to Survivor that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for not wanting to confuse the general audience here where the more things you throw at the game and the more twists that you put on items, the harder it is to follow everything. But I mean, at this point, we've got individual fire token balances. I'm tracking four people in the game with an advantage. Um, you know, Also, a, there are peanut butter. There's just so much going on that like uh, we've well passed the point of people being able to follow this. So let's just keep going. Let's keep, keep getting weird with it. I don't mind in Winners at War to just throw the kitchen sink at people yeah. because it's winners and stuff, but definitely like if Survivor 41 happens and you know the country stays alive or the world stays alive and stuff, I definitely wouldn't mind trying to simplify things again. I'm feeling pretty optimistic that it will happen. I, I, I don't think that that's a uh, I don't think that's a gigantic concern that it will never come back. Uh, I, postponed, sure. Um, delayed, maybe, um, but I, I think that uh, Survivor is stronger than any kind of uh, any kind of virus out there. I mean, you're not Sophie. You can't tell the future, so don't that's, be so sure. That's true. That's true. Um, although I have made Sophie my winner pick, so maybe I can predict the future. We'll see if Ooh. she does uh, go through and win it, but uh, I like her chances. Um, all right. Uh, I think that about wraps us up for this week, uh, unless there's anything you'd like to add, Lance? I've got nothing. Perfect. Uh, nothing for it. you. Love it when you got nothing. <laughs> so, all right. Head on back to camp, everybody, I guess. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's been another fantastic episode of Survivor Brothers. Uh, if you like what you hear uh, today, uh, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we're going to be here throughout the season, whether we are in the studio or working from home in you know, our robes and our underwear. Uh, we will be here um, talking. Not about a robe guy. Survivor. I am. I've got my uh, head household robe. I am looking. 
I got the, I'm the peak of work at home fashion right now. I, f I figured you're a robe guy. <laughs> I am a robe guy. Um, uh, anyway, uh, if you like Survivor Brothers or you like robes, uh, why don't you subscribe to Survivor Brothers uh, on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you find good podcasts, you'll find ours. Uh, and if you really like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review. Um, those are those are gold. Uh, we love them. Um, we're, we're petitioning the government to send us some five-star reviews as a bailout uh, as well. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, follow, follow that. But in the meantime, we'd love them from you. So please, five stars only. That's right. All right. <laughs> well, I guess that about wraps us up. So uh, from far outside the Survivor Brothers studio in our own little uh, social isolation bubbles, this is uh, Fox Van Allen and Lance Cartelli. Uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.